You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. The time is 834 on this Monday morning, the last Monday in July. 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sack with Mark Treacy. We are blessed this half to have one of the outstanding priests of diocese, Father Dominic Grassi, who joins us to discuss his blog on COVID-19, his latest mystery, and life in general. Father Dom Grassi, welcome to the program this morning. How are you doing, Dom? Good. Good morning. Great to see you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I've got the picture in my, in my head of uh, you on the altar at the cathedral every Sunday morning. <laughs> With the cardinal. Yeah. You know, Don, were you ordained in 1973? 1973, a great class of three. Yeah, a great guy, And then you just retired, was it a year ago? Two years ago. Now. Two years ago. I mean, my third year of retirement. You have, you have been such a godsend to the people of the Archdiocese as a, uh, a man of God and um, an outstanding, folks, when I say a, a great priest, I mean oh, that from the bottom you. of my heart. And, it, uh, and also you're great friends with uh, Mark Teresi here, co-host. Mark, take yes. it over. Are you in your pajamas? <laughs> no, I'm blessed and ready to go for the day. One of my goals when all this started was I'm going to shave every day, I'm going to dress every day, I'm not going to let that take over my life. But that's good advice for folks, just to, mm-hmm. to look at each day as a fresh but now, day. These, you know, Dominic, you have always been so involved in the lives of people when you were a pastor for so many years, and then you retire, which means you're still involved. But now, how has COVID-19, going back to March 15th, personally affected your life? It's affected in a lot of ways. A very positive way is, I keep telling myself, if five, ten years ago, something would have happened, I would have had all this time where I could read what I wanted to read, write what I wanted to write, take the time to pray without looking at my watch, uh, things like that, I would have thought, oh, my God, that would be heaven. And so what I'm trying to do is take each day as it comes, uh, see what the advantages are, and to and take hold of that. So... Since the virus has begun, there have been some changes. The spiritual direction that I do, uh, we do that now on Skype or on Zoom face-to-face, and it really is important to be looking at each other as I do the spiritual direction. So that's that's a great joy. Um, I read, I just counted the other day, since the uh, the original quarantine started, I've read 28 books. I've, I've sat in... Uh, a bay window that I have looking out over the lake and he had time to just sit and pray or to quote the famous baseball player Satchel Page. Sometimes I sit and think and sometimes I just sit. Now what about <laughs> what about as um, 
So you're still a priest. What are, oh, sure. what are your new insights about the priesthood since retirement? Well, one of the beautiful things about retiring is I've been absolutely amazed at the number of people who've called me up to check on me. First of all, it's very humbling to realize I'm one of the ones that needs to be checked on, according to the statistics. Yeah. But the number of lives a priest is blessed and graced to touch in one way or another is absolutely amazing. Now, about, a month ago, uh, about a month ago, a young man I had, uh, he was a young man at the time who was at, my, at St. Joseph, where I was a pastor, uh, came, called me and wanted to talk. And he, he said, uh, you know, you said something to me when I was going through a hard time. It stayed with me my whole life. And he, and he quoted what I had said. I didn't ever remember saying that to anybody. And when he said it, it made no sense to me, but it sure must have made sense to him. Wow. Well, and good priests like you and Greg impact people's lives like you don't know. That's part of your yeah. priestly ministry. And they, and they impact our lives. Right. Exactly. exactly. Now, exactly. What I was going to say, though, Dom, it's interesting. When I knew that COVID-19 was hitting in terms of the uh, shutdown where the stay-at-home starting March 15th, in the back of my mind, I thought, okay, things will get slower as a rector of the cathedral, but as God is my judge, and talk to Mark Teresi here, I've been a priest now 41 years. I have never worked harder since COVID-19 hit. And you can say, well, what are you doing? But with just all the new protocols, changes, and directives needed to close down, and the new protocols, changes, directives needed to begin opening up has been staggering. Zoom meetings, emails, but... I also have to admit, people checking on me, which is very humbling, calling, texting, emailing, how are you doing, Greg? And um, so people trying to minister to me and to us has been very humbling. But I, I can't speak for any other pastor, but for my life, it's been in the absolute— am I, am I right, Mark? For you, too. Well, well, I do think, and I think part of it in your priestly ministry, you are so involved in people's lives directly— and that can't happen in this moment uh, the way it always had. And that's, uh, it, it, I see with Dom, with you, it energizes you. Mm -hmm. But one of the things Greg talks about uh, in having us at staff looking at are new paradigms for ministry. Uh, Dom, what do, you, what do you see in terms of how is this going to change how we look at church? Uh, before I answer that question, I just want to say to Greg, um, in any priest that might be listening, uh, it is an incredible job you are doing as pastors and as associate pastors working at the chancery because of all the changes you talked about, Greg. The flexibility that's needed, the added layers uh, to your life and what mm -hmm. you need to do, are just incredible, and, and not the opportunities as readily available to relax to join with each other, to have dinner, to support each other. Yeah. And so priests need to know um, that people are praying for them, that us retired guys who have been through the wars, nowhere near what you're going through now, as pastors are praying for you and with you as well. Yeah, thank you. Those kind words, Dom. To your question, yeah, it's a whole new paradigm. I think one of the things that's going to come out after all of we look at all of this on the very practical side is, Technology, the use of technology, um, the need for technology. Um, we're all going to be communicating in a different way. 
which is really important, number one. Number two, uh, when the dust settles, and it will settle from all of this, um, how are we going to invite people back uh, yeah. to, to the church, to be open to them, and uh, make them see how important it is? As, as each day goes by, the, the faithful seniors who have been with the church every moment of their life are, are passing on to their eternal reward. And all the statistics show that younger people are, are not as caught up with the Church. It's not as much a part of their life. And we're going to need to find ways of bringing them uh, to the Church to offer them the opportunities to live out their faith, to share their generosity, their sense of service, the message of the Gospel. It's interesting you say that, Dom, it's interesting you say that because to, you go to a Chicago Sun-Times today, page 7, a wonderful full-page story about Father Joe Tito at St. Nicholas in Evanston with his drive-in mass, and the, the lady who wrote the article, I forgot her name, tremendous, great writer for the Sun-Times, uh, really compliments Joe Tito for the drive-in mass at St. Nicholas in the parking lot, and it's very refreshing, but to talk about ministering in new ways, there's a wonderful example. I never thought we'd live to see a day for a drive-in mass, mm-hmm. But that's happening mm-hmm. in more and more parishes that have a parking lot, and people need, feeling comfortable that. to that. We need that. Uh, yes. And so many people are in front of the screen on their computer. One of the things that I've been able to do, again, blessed with the time I have, um, a parishioner that I knew from St. Joseph asked me if I was writing about any of this stuff, because I write. And I said, well, not really. And she said, you should. Put it online, she said, and I'll get it out to people. And I started doing something. We called it Reflections from the 16th Floor, because that's the floor I live on right now. And after a couple of uh, little reflections, it got really too difficult for her to coordinate who's getting it, who wants it, things like that. And I remembered that literally gathering dust somewhere was a website uh, that a parishioner gave me, thanking me for being his spiritual director, uh, he gave that to me as I left uh, St. Gertrude in retirement, and I never used it because I didn't know how to use it. So I called him. He taught me how to use it, and I've been uh, writing reflections about one a week. Uh, I have 17 of them, right. and the feedback I'm getting from uh, people I don't know and people who haven't I haven't talked to in years and, and current friends, it's been very interesting. It's just one more way that we can share our faith with others, and it's, it's a way that is contemporary and new, and uh, we've got to use all, all the means that are Now, Dama, Mark has to take us to break, but what is the website, if someone wants to go on to read this, what you're doing, give us your website. The website's bumpingintogod.com. So bumpingintogod.com. .com, all small letters, all one word. Uh, and you'll have to search because I have a couple books with that name, and you got to search for where the .com is there. Uh, go on that site, and on that site, on the home page, uh, there are a number of places you can be directed to. Most of those spaces are empty because I've concentrated on this. You go to where it says Reflections from the 16th Floor. So we're going to... Go ahead. Then you just scroll down, first one, second one third one, straight down to the 17th one. Good. Uh, a couple of real quick things. 
the first couple of real light. I think most of us thought when the pandemic started, oh, it was kind of courageous. We'll survive this. Things will get taken care of soon. And so it was a little bit lighter, a little fluffier as the uh, weeks have gone on. A little more serious stuff in there. And a lot of my stories, you know, I love to tell stories. Let's take a little break. WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial. 312-255-8408, Catholic Chicago. When we come back, we'll hear from Father Dom Grassi. Here, maybe a few excerpts from the blog and maybe if he's worked on any new recipes uh, while he's been in uh, isolation that he can share with us. And if there are any premiums on the website that you get something free when you tune into that <laughs> website. We'll talk we'll talk in a few minutes. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend. Featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. We're back, WNDZ, 750 AM on, on your dial, 312-255-8408, Catholic Chicago. You don't have Mark, a... Mark, you notice that if you look at our engineer, Brian Hockeyman Brock, he's got a... He had a haircut this weekend. I think his wife got a new set of head bowls. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get out to the barber. <laughs> We're back. I from, love giving Brian a hard time. We're back with Father Dominic Grassi. Dom, um, what about an upbeat, positive excerpt from the blog that will inspire people? Okay, the very first reflection, I said they were a little bit lighter, but one of the things I like to do in the blog is put quotes in that I that speak to me. And uh, Jim Wallace is an evangelical minister oh, yeah. working out of Washington, uh, runs Sojourners, and his latest book, he had a quote that just really fit as we were starting with our fears and anxieties to deal with all of this. And he says, hope is not a feeling, but a decision, not a mood, but a choice. 
and one based on faith. I like that. Say, say, say it again, Madame. Say it again. Hope is a feeling. It's not a feeling. Hope is not a feeling, but a decision, not a mood, but a choice, and one based on faith. And then I said, after that, let's choose to be both cautious and hopeful. And uh, and for everybody working hard out there, Richard Carlson said, when we die, there'll still be things in our inbox. Yeah. But my uh, latest reflection, if you've got a minute or two, let me share. Uh, the, you know, I have a lot of bullet points in my uh, things, like, uh, you know. Uh, it's um, only a half-hour so, show, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> the, the latest one, uh, well, let me just read it to you. I'm remembering midsummer when I was growing up in the 60s. I would have saved a few dollars in change and waited until my mom and aunt would take me and my brothers on the CTA electric bus, yeah, electric, to Belmont and Western. Greeting us there was a two-story high facade of Aladdin with moving eyes on his namesake, fun, on his namesake funhouse, just to the left of the main entrance to Riverview Park, where we were, where we were invited by Two-Ton Baker in the commercial on WBKB, now wow. WLS. TV to laugh your troubles away. It was one of the most famous amusement parks in the country, the notorious Bob's, five other roller coasters, the frightening parachutes, the soaking shoot the chutes, the breathtaking flying turns, the only surviving attraction, the carousel, which is now located at Six Flags in Georgia, and numerous other rides. It had its dark side. We were not allowed to linger in, which included the sleazy sideshow, the Kearney Hucksters, um, and the disturbing, vile, racist dump tanks. If we were lucky, we'd be there during one of the weekday promotions, like Nickel Day or Dime Day, and you can stay in your seat for an additional ride with no getting back into line for that low price. Hmm. That was great fun, because the first time on the Bobs or the Fireball truly scared you. The second time, anticipating the dips and turns made it more fun. For me, it was a mistake to go a third time. That usually meant dizziness and nausea that would stay with me the whole bus ride home. I have to tell you, I'm getting that same feeling in my gut right now. When the pandemic hit, it was a cross between the fear it invoked and the bravado of quarantine. Having enough toilet paper and sanitizer combined to make it a challenge. We beat the curve down, and that felt good. Now we're riding it a second time. The camaraderie is gone. What to believe is harder. The numbers increase, and so does the pain and sorrow. Cooking for one person is getting old for me. The meanness of the, the meanness pandemic is bringing out is disheartening. The exposure of systemic racism, political ineptitude, trigger finger violence, and rampant selfishness, coupled with anguish of families who have lost loved ones, is unrelenting. So what to do? Let's pray like St. Francis of Assisi. Make me a channel of your peace, whatever the situation. Let's direct those prayers for elected officials who kneel before the idols of polls, the media searching only for ratings, troublemakers who do violence while cowardly hiding behind legitimate protesters, those who, in, who use the Internet to name-call, abuse, and aflame people, employers who are not protecting their workers, those who carry guns to intimidate, the maskless whose fears make them irrational, and for each other as our own sinfulness bubbles up to the surface and dizzies us. Not so much to seek to be consoled 
as to console, to be understood, as to understand, and to love with all our hearts. And my first bullet point is, we also need a vaccine for kindness. We have one. It's being kind to one another. That's excellent. Yeah, beautiful. Powerful. That's, that's very well written down, but you're a great writer. Oh, thank you. And you write from the heart. What's in your What's in your um, plan? What's in your planning stage as a writer next? Besides the blogs, what's up? Well, I'm going to keep the blog going as long as there's reason for me to write it and stuff coming out of me. Uh, I'm also uh, looking really forward to celebrating Mass again. I'm going to start up next week at uh, at St. Joseph Ad, where I had been pastor for 18 years. Uh, and uh, the writing that is part of putting my homily together and preaching. What time I, is the Mass? What time is the Mass? It's 10 o'clock Mass. It'll be streaming, and uh, they stream their Mass there. And it's just, you know, I, I miss that kind of writing because it's, it's an energizing kind of writing. Just as you're speaking, you're, you're feeling what, what it's doing for people. Now, Don, have, have you not been celebrating Mass up during this whole COVID-19 time? I have not. Um, well, I thought you were invo- involved somewhere. Uh, no, t- two reasons. Uh, both places I've been pastor have yet have enough priests because mm-hmm. the mass schedule was down. And so, you know, they, I wasn't really needed. Sure. Uh, and then the, and the second reason was also, uh, you know, at, at 73, I'm one of the uh, ones with all the risk factors, and the thought was best for me to step back for a while here. Uh, but now, uh, you know, with all the protocol in, I'm looking forward to getting started again uh, next week. Yeah, I remember, uh, Dom, I can't believe you were 73 and I'm 67. Well, I remember when we were young guys, you were yeah. in 73, I was already in 79. We would hang around in the 80s and 90s with ministries and uh, how quickly the years have gone, but God is good. Incredibly, incredibly good. Really, really good. Really blessed in so many ways. Now, if and, you, uh, I had a question, Dom. So... You are a spiritual director for a lot of folks. Where do you mm-hmm. where do you get your energy, your spiritual direction during this time? Priests are priests are so good about being there for others. Well, how how do you regenerate your batteries? Well, before every spiritual direction session, I spend some time in prayer, preparing myself for it, opening myself for it. Afterwards, I realize. I've been given so much from the person I'm doing spiritual direction with in their struggle, in their wisdom, uh, in their faith, that I need time to reflect on that as well. So those are two immediate times. And the other thing is now having the time. Uh, I have a, a place in my in my apartment that's my sacred space where I'm blessed to be able to look out at the lakefront, and I, I, I spend more time praying than I ever have before in my life. And it is uh, it is such a gift because I don't have to look at my watch and say, oh, you got to go to a, uh, a school board meeting or something like that. Or, you know, I want to pray, but I'm still so angry at what just happened, you know. Uh, You're so angry, uh, Mark uh, Teresi. And also to realize how blessed I am to have the family and friends I do, and how much I, I really miss them. And then there's even things like, you know, you're a priest, you're celibate. Uh, I have not 
been touched with a hug, embrace, a kiss on the cheek during any of this epidemic. So there you find the intimacy in prayer, in conversations with people, uh, in the opportunities you have to be with people. What was taken for granted becomes very, very special. You're right about that. I talk, I, I'm always giving out now virtual hugs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which is exactly. really tough. It, I tell you, it, uh, I really miss the, the hug, and I'm always one of the, the priests that likes to hug everybody, and it really makes a difference when this... In fact, Father John Boyven, who you know extremely well, Dom, has a great line. He says, we should not call it social distancing. We should call it physical distancing with social contact. That's like a great that. way of putting it in. Remind ourselves that the, the, uh, the spiritual intimacy... Uh, has a, a almost better chance to to be felt and shared during all of this. Now we have to bring the program to a close, Dom. Again, give us one more time for your your uh, website. Uh, I want one more line from my website. No, no, you just, no. You, just give us the website where they can go oh, to because uh, we're out of time bumping, here. dot com on the home page. Uh, you go to Reflections from the Sixteenth Floor. Wonderful. I want to thank in a very special way Father Dominic Grassi. A great priest, Archdiocese of Chicago, ordained in 73. He's still far from retired, though officially retired, but working a lot. Dom, thank you very much. Stay healthy. God bless you. I want to thank also in a special way co-host, Mark Teresi. Mark, always great being with you. Welcome back to the cathedral now. And great work of our producer, Jim Dish, engineer, Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock. To our listeners, may God bless all of you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. One day at a time. God is with us. Go White Sox, go Cubs. Go Cubs, Cubs, yes. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.